Hello guys. Welcome to another episode on the Deep Thinker Diary podcast. Here we have deep thoughts on the crucial topics of life. We don't just accept everything they tell us. We ask the question, why? Hmm. <laughs> Was that intriguing? Like, yeah, that's actually the fact. Here we ask the question, why? We don't just say, it was like that, it's like this. Why is it like this? Why is it like that? And at the end, we come out with a very, very interesting answer. So how have you been? How, how was your week? And how was last week? Yeah, recently I've been, you know, experiencing some technical issues and others, which we are trying to curtail on our path. Thank you for your patience. We thank you for always being on the other side to listen to us. Thank you. How is your health? How is your job? Your career? Your family? How's everybody at home? How is family? Yes. Hope you're doing well. Hope there's no issue and the rest of that. Always do take care of yourself. Always remember that you come first. Yes. It's only a healthy person that can give to the society. So do take care of yourself. Always and always. Like I said, welcome to another episode on the Deep Thinker Diary podcast. In this series that I've not come online, like I've not come here, there's even a lot of things have happened. And you know the most epic one, actually. <laughs> the death of Queen Elizabeth. Oh, so epic. But the father, yes, she's an iconic person, and maybe there's a way you just feel it, like when, because the truth is that if you've been on TikTok late, lately, social media, almost every content is driving to the death of Queen Elizabeth. Every content is driving to a black life, the the blacks, colonialism, this and that. But we shall see a bit of. Queen Elizabeth in it, and some of you people are overdoing it. Ah, ah. I saw one, I don't even want to mention his name, but I just said, okay, maybe this is just skit making. This is just skit making because this can't be real. It, it now seems as if we Africans or it's really Nigerians are not the one that is mostly affected by it. Even the young they didn't weigh like that. Nigerian excessiveness <laughs> i think it's part of our os so like i said you see a lot of stories on the black and the rest of that and it got me thinking this week though really got me thinking because i, I began to think that about what happened those days how people survived how our forefathers lived then so it really got me thinking and a lot of the stories I heard and watched, they, they were so touching. But the truth is that some are propaganda, like, so I'm not sure. Yes. But the ones that I could see that they were true, I really touched me. And I see why the black really evolved or revolved to be the kind of people they are now, especially the blacks in diaspora. Or should I say the blacks that are now from there? Yes, they're not share the story with there. I really see why they are 
the way they are. Yes, because there's a lot of pain and hatred going back in history. Yes, going back in history. And I also saw something epic, something that was what it. Yes. Oh, there's this lady. Oh, I'm so sorry I didn't take note of her name. So she decided to do like a little bit of documentary for us. She visited um, the Badagui Slave Trade Center that, um, that looks like a, should I call it a museum? But it was not actually called a museum, but something like that. But it's actually a museum because you see those things, old things there. So she visited that place and she was just going around with camera, the curator. So it's a museum, the curator. Yes, he was just doing, you know, he was really good at what he was doing. He was explaining a lot. And you could see him show, okay, this is the mirror. This is what the masters gave us and took how many lives. And okay, this in the exchange of how many people. Another nation of many people we're just saying a story, even some part of it were sad. Okay, this is the first uh, chain they used to beat the blood. I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah, they were really sad. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me that, yes, in as much as uh, the white really had a lot, yes, the white. Came with the intent of all those things, colonialism, slavery, and the rest of that. Over the years, I feel nobody has actually talked about the role the blacks played. I don't know of any other country how they did it there, but in Nigeria, I feel sometimes they should chip in the roles that we Nigerians played. And it leaves your question that selfishness or greed has always been man, right from the fall of Adam, like, right from beginning, that's what I'm just trying to say, right from beginning, selfishness and greediness, and when I talk of beginning, not when God created us, beginning I'm talking about is when man started to know good and evil, like, uh, greed and selfishness have always been in there, because the truth is that, as much as we blame these white people, yes, they were so evil, they were so wicked, like, they were actually wicked. Hey, <laughs> not be say they were actually wicked. But the blacks too that sold their fellow blacks for a mirror, a ceramic bowl, those kind of things. Like, hello, you see. So you see, um, the blacks too played a role. Then I said, okay, let me just limit it to let me say Nigerians those days also played a role because they were um i know that there's a country that they wouldn't they were not able to conquer in yes but countries like nigeria that easily gave out their people for a token okay Th that is why these people to date or at, at that time believe that we do not have the same thinking faculty they had Yes, because it was just like, how can these people be so lured away with a mirror? Ah, they would have thought that, no, these people, they must be animals. Like, someone you can lure away with mirror, and in their own side, mirror was not even one of the valuables. So you see, mirror was not one of the valuables. So you just came and you gave 10 lives, 40 lives for a mirror. That is something you see that um british uh, saying divide and conquer 
yes actually worked out in nigeria and others you see they divided us first by picking the people that had power supporting their weakness use their weakness okay these people like so it's not today that i started that people like whatever is imported you see, it's not today that I started that whatever is written, made in America, made in Nigeria, everybody will go for made in America. Not today, it started, that started a long time ago. People chose those small things that are not even part of technology. I, I feel if they were alive today, those kings, those uh, chiefs that chose the mirror, the ceramic bowl, over 40 lives, over 10 lives, I feel they would have at least regret their life and say, it is what I actually chose for life, like because even now, mirror does not count as anything. You can even have a window that you can see yourself. So you see, if they were alive today, they would have said, "Oh, what a bad choice I had made." So that's enough for <laughs> yeah, that's really enough for them. I'm not here to do documentary on that, but I just wanted to air my voice, like say something about it, how I felt because this. We, in the last week and this week, I really saw a whole lot on black lives. And I really see the reason why the black life movement was really necessary. Like, yes, it's really necessary. But don't you think that they still left something in us that we have not really taken note of? We Africans have not really, uh, like, pick out this thing and see that, oh, it's a disease they left in us. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about the aftermath of colonialism. You see that today, every African country, whatever they are trying to do, they are still trying to like compete with the Western world. <laughs> they don't rival with the other African nations. They don't just feel self-content. They don't just like uh, build because they want to grow. But everything they do points to the white. You see, it's not an aftermath of colonialism and the rest of the things. Africans, we still value their things just like those days in slavery. Yes, that is why Nigeria will be able to export its crude fuel, which is crude oil, just to import it back as fuel. Meaning that whatever comes from there is still seemed or deemed as uh, authentic. And whatever comes from us is seen as fake. So you see, they left an aftermath effect that is still like a disease in our blood. We can't even have good medical facilities. We can't even have good schools. Because why? The ones in power still go out there to take these things, to have good medical facilities, to still have a... To attend good schools, their children are all over there. They don't value the local because, and even when you check it, most of them don't even don't send their children to other African schools. They're usually there, London, America. They are usually over there. So, even me, maybe for instance, I have an opportunity back then or now. I still want to go there because Africa became like. A shadow of the Western world. Africa became a shadow of the Western world. I didn't even give right up. <laughs> okay, I'm simply going to be discussing just a little on Africa and colonialism. African colonialism. And when I talk about colonialism, I'm going to be talking about 
civilization. I'm going to be talking about Christianity. And I'm going to be talking about commerce. Yes. In civilization, you see, we Africans believe that some of us do, or let me say at, at a large, at a larger view, um, civilization has been one of the most uh, advantage of the colonialism that the British had on us. It's an advantage, at least we can now boast of using tech, talking about the tech world, no laptops, we know iPhones, Androids. You see, we can do a lot of things. We are not, in as much as we are seeing the underdeveloped country or maybe developing country, we are still open some things like in the entertainment world, the technical world. We are not up in technical world, but we are not really, really lagging behind like some other countries. So when we look back at this, things, we just feel content and say, yes, it's good that at some point that we were being colonized. Yes, I have a friend that used to say that, that it's good that we were being colonized and the rest of that. And I want to hear your point of view on that. Like, what do you think? Do you see think that it's good that we are being colonized? Okay. And I also have read books on, especially by that author, author that said, uh, by Rodney, how Europe underdeveloped Africa. And you see that it's actually a reverse of all my friend things. And I've also seen the aftermath effect. Yes, many people have argued is uh, the Nigeria gain independence so early. All those kind of things, meaning that some people are still speaking for the colonialism, meaning they still support it that, oh, they, they've done better than what Nigeria would have ever done. But the truth is that what Nigeria is doing is still what we were taught. That policies that we were taught has not still left us. So meaning that you cannot say that Nigeria would have done better. The truth is that even if they've colonized us for 100 years and we are looking so fine, and fine Nigeria is looking like London, the moment we gain our independence, those things start depreciating. Just like someone that gained money from Satan and now it's time for reckoning. Or you just said, okay, so I don't want to die before my time, so I reject all your money. The way things will change drastically, the way his health will start failing, the money will start disappearing. That is it. So meaning that even if we've, we, um, what's it called, we stayed 100 years under their rule, the moment we gain our independence, things are still going to depreciate because you're still going to bring up people that will still be thinking the way Nigeria thinks, that will still take decisions that will make these things fall at last. And another reason why I don't really say that, okay, that colonialism really helped that much was be, is because that we see that most countries that were even colonized, when the Europeans left, the Italians, and when the whites left, you see that they were not still able to measure up to the world level. Imagine they left as if whatever they did in those countries died if there was any technology in those countries we don't know of them like everything died there's no african country that can really come out now and boost off okay they are really building something like this white guys yes unless you have to bring the white guys in or something but what i'm trying to say is that there's no african co- sometimes 
we Nigerians, if you're in politics, or you, sometimes you feel that the economy of Nigeria is even better than most African countries. So you see, the aftermath of this guy's colonialism is not really, was not really helpful. Was not really helpful. At least when they left us, we're supposed to really work on it, bounce back, move, and we should be chasing them. Because they should have left something for us to build on. They should have. But no. All colonialism just came to teach us. In fact, in politics, it taught men to, to, to think of ethnicity, nepotism, bribery. They thought it was like most of the things that were complaining to date. Yes, they left the debris of it in them. So why did I say that they taught us ethnicity? Yes, in order to have a firm grip on us back then, in order to make sure that, okay, these people do not come together to, um, what is it called, decide to fight, they said to make sure that they use our ethnic groups against us. So they separated the houses and they followed like a, another pattern with them to the Yorubas. They make sure that they know that, you see, you are the Yorubas and they use another pattern. To the Igbos or to the South, you see. So at the end of the day, everybody already knows that my tribe or my ethnic group is suffering. The other ethnic group is is enjoying. Why to them they're like, no, that ethnic group is actually enjoying. Why my ethnic group is suffering? So everybody just became so ethnicity conscious. So it was a weapon they used, and when they left, this thing still lingered, and everybody said like you. Even though they don't talk about it, even though they say, oh, it has been deeply rooted in Nigerian politics and Africa as a whole. Yes, because even those masters that they fought tooth and nail to on chase to tell them to leave their countries, that's on African countries that when I read about them, I'm like, I'm surprised. Is this an African country? They are so wicked to their fellow people. So you see... I feel they played on our weakness as the African nation. The African nation, the black nation, they have a weakness in them that they've not really sat down to say, oh, this is our weakness, this is our issue. That is why these people can easily penetrate. Yes. They have the issue of they're not unified. They are so filled with selfishness, with greed. And imagine a, a country's president that wants to rule forever. Like, there's no monarchy anymore. This presidential candidate that won an election and you want to rule till you die. And even when you die, I don't know, maybe your son will come and take over. In an African country, people that fought to be independent, people that fought to be free, and now they are free and someone is trying to come and take away their freedom from them. So that is what I'm talking about. There's something wrong with the African man. There's something wrong with us. Selfishness, greed is there. Yes. And I don't know why. Okay, I think I know why. Because of this greed, selfishness, and others, we've breeded bad governance. We've breeded a lot of things. Incompetent people, people that think solely of their self, sometimes of their family only. That is why a nation will be there without any established structure. Many people that leave the African nation, when they go out there, you see they're a zero. They make it. They make names. 
that the first to do this, that the first to do that, when they get into a company, they compete. They don't actually compete, but at the end of the day, you see that they are way ahead of the white guys there. Yes, many Nigerians like that in diaspora doing very well wherever they are, being head of tech over there, head of this, head of that. But back here in the nation, we don't even have a well-established tech structure. That's what I'm talking about. They left bad governance in us because they didn't even teach us what we needed. They just introduced a system we did not understand. Okay, we're already used to the traditional way of ruling a king and his kingdom. But they said, no, I want to teach you democracy. I want to teach you federalism. I want to teach you this and I want to teach you constitution. But they just thought us very fair. They didn't even teach us how to go out um, with it. And they just left. You see. Are you sure they really meant well for us? Everybody knows that they didn't really mean well for us, but the African man too does not mean well for his people. Yeah. So why did I say I also want to talk about Christianity? It was also another key they used to get us, okay? The truth is that they brought to us the truth. But I feel that, I even feel that it's also one of the issues that Christianity have. That is a that is the reason why Christianity is doubted by some that have not really met the true God. You know, it's not just about coming to church. It's not just about playing with the rules. It's about you knowing God. So many people that have not really known God in the process, many people that have not really had established a relationship with God, that is why they end up doubting. How can these people that so much mean evil and ill for us ever bring us something good. Are you sure they are telling us the rich story? Are you sure they did not fabricate something? Are you sure they didn't do this? And are you sure they didn't do that? I feel that that is one of the issues. But thank God we have the Holy Spirit that teaches us. But they brought it for us too, and they use it to exploit us. Is it commerce? They taught us business. Okay, they said, oh, if you continue using your means of exchange, your calories and others, no, it's not good. We are so backward. The truth is that the motive of everything matters. Was the motive of changing it actually because they want us to be civilized? Or they want us to act in ways that they could benefit from? You can imagine when we start doing trade by butter. It means that that is why they were able to do. I give you a mirror, you give me 10 people. I give you a ceramic bowl, you give me 40 people. So they tried to remove the exchange of using calories and brought in exchange by butter. If you have yam and I have fish, give me your yam that is what my fish and I give you fish that is what your yam. So they're trying to now make it so that it could favor them. Gradually they brought in their pounds and chilies or whatever they brought in. But these are things that if they exchange with, since that is what they have, they could easily use it as a means of exchange. And if they use it as a means of exchange, it could favor them both home and abroad. So you see, everything they did, there was nothing that they did that was solely for our good. It was all for their good. Should we talk about exploitation? And that exploitation today is still deeply rooted in the African culture. Yes. Let's talk about our minerals. Even those countries that have a lot of gold, that was once called Gold Coast. You see the ones that have a lot of tin and the rest of that. Which of them have actually established a well-famed industry that can refine these minerals they have? 
I'm not sure if there's any. So meaning they were complaining back then that, oh, you're taking away our resources. You're taking away our gold, our tin, our silver, and the rest of that. So they fought back to take it back. But when they took it back, it was it became useless in their hands. And they still have to take it back to them. People that they say, oh, we don't want you holding it anymore. They still have to take it back to them and say, okay, refine it and give it to us. Do you ever think that they will do that <laughs> with, like, in a friendly manner? So, yeah, these are the things I've actually been thinking of this whole week. Like, seeing those things, it made me just start doing deep thinking, deep thinking, like, why? Why this? Why that? How? How were they able to penetrate? Because I know that united we conquer, divided, uh, united we stand, sorry, divided we fall. So how were we able to fall? And I started seeing these loopholes and I started seeing these little things. And I said, okay, yes, the African man actually have not taken his blame. I think that is the reason. Because when you keep on pushing blame away from yourself, you will not be able to tackle the problem from the root. So we've not really taken the blame. We've not really seen our issue. And so, okay, do you know what? Before we blame these white guys, let's tackle our issue. So when we come together, we'll be able to face them. Yes, we'll be able to face them. So that is that for that Another impact of colonialism on Africa is that it's made Indian Africans confused when it comes to culture. Yes. Africa is a place where, oh, their way of life really matters to them. It, it was, in fact, that is the only thing they were left with, their way of life. But where this whites came and bought another way of life, because they still want to maintain their way of life. You see, it left a confused nation. It really left a confused nation. They have their own way of life, but they still want to imbibe the other way of life. So it, it wants to be a mixture. It's just like in the chemistry particle, they say these two things are not missable. Even if you mix them together, one will be on top, one will be down. So you miss them. You see that one is on top, just like your kerosene and your water. And um, you want to falsely miss them. So you keep shaking it, shaking it, shaking it, shaking it. They keep fighting with yourself. At the end of the day, when you still allowed to stand within a few minutes, it's already separating. That's just what is happening in Nigeria and many African countries when it comes to culture. You see, they want to miss this culture with the other culture. You don't even know where you stand anymore. Okay, well, what did I decide to do? Okay, let's just take some, take some here, take some here. Confusion everywhere. <laughs> the thing I always say is that I just pray that one day many people don't wake up and find out that the truth they've always believed in was all a lie. Honestly, honestly. So when you are out there fighting, I feel when you fight with the truth, it's stronger than when you fight with a lie. Yes, in as much as you want to win, in as much as you want to make it, in as much as you want your voice to be heard, fight with the truth. Actually, what colonialism did to Africa was very negative more than it was positive. But moving forward, we Africans have to learn to come together as one. We Africans have to learn to value ourselves, yes, first as we are who we are, like, whom you are, you, we value ourselves like that.
then come together to do something worthwhile. If only Africa can do that kind of thing, that means we're going to be seeing a shift in Africa. That is if only Africa can come and do that kind of thing. Yes, to first accept ourselves, then to first want to build on ourselves, even without looking out there. Yes, without comparison, without trying to rely on them solely. Yes, without trying to rely on them. First of all, come to build on ourselves. If Africa will take that time, there will be a better Africa. But when will it happen? That is the question. When will it happen? Okay, that is just a little talk I wanted to give today on that note. Yes, that is this. the little talk I wanted to give today on that note. So when you go home or wherever you are, just sit there and, and think about it like a little. Yes, once in a while, you just think of your origin, think about your roots. Yes, think about it a little. And anything that comes of you, you know. Okay, I would like to hear feedback from you. I would like to hear what you think on this topic. I would like to hear your thoughts. Yes, you can send me that message. You can give me that feedback. I'm always at this end waiting for them. Thank you for always tuning into the Deep Thinker Diary podcast. I remain your host, Remachinasia. Have a nice week ahead. <laughs>